Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report. So happy that you're joining us today. So happy you're able to join us. That means you have been covered in the blood of Shizmu. You've been protected for another day and so happy that you're going to spend the next hour or so with myself and the guy sitting here with me. Let's get those introductions out of the way. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself. You know him. You love him. You can't live without him. He is Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. Yo, ho. Hello. I didn't hear you praise She's Move, by the Oh, way. all hell She's Move. It's right to give him thanks and praise. Well, you you, you want to get on the bad side of She's Move? I know, but you, now? Were, you I didn't want to cut into what you were saying. You were doing the introduction. I didn't want, want to interrupt she's you. She's Move to hit all the All hell She's Move. All right. That's Sorry, the She's Move. Sorry, big guy. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a good or a bad response. <laughs> I can't tell with him. Because <laughs> he's the god of wine and partying and also slaughter and putting your head into a wine press and crushing your skull. So I think he's capable of anything at any given yeah, moment. I think he's got one gear. Which is kind of why I like him. He's dangerous. <laughs> you never know where you stand with she's move. <laughs> Keeps you on your toes. All right, boys and girls, we got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why, because it's Wednesday. And here on Wednesdays, we take a look at a smash hit song that was a, a huge hit for an artist who was never able to recapture that kind of glory again. And today's is shit-tastic, I got to tell you. I had forgotten, I would blissfully forgotten about this song <laughs> until we got a call uh, suggesting it. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Also, Steve Ashton's going to be stopping Yay, by. Hey, Steve. A little UK update. You know, when last we talked to Steve, he was drying out. Yes. We yeah. talked to him during the uh, live stream cocktail party last week, and he was... Taking a break from the booze. Because he went really hard the week before. Yes. And that week he was driving. What about this week? Uh, he's back. He's back. <laughs> yeah. When I talked to him, he was very, very back. <laughs> well, I guess if you go one-off, one-on, you're fine. Yeah, I suppose. I'm looking forward to my one-off. I don't know when that's going to be, but <laughs> the days that I'm on are starting to string together. Uh, what else we got? Of course, your phone calls. We love hearing from you on the Ralph Report hotline. We've got all the entertainment news as well. So much to do today. But before we do any of that... We have to continue our Australian Apology Tour. Oh, no. Yes, this is stop two on the Australian <laughs> Apology Tour. Uh, Eddie Pence is just pissing off. How did I do? All my beloved You're Garmy members. You're the one who went off on the Australian under. accent and started naming out just Australian things. No one seemed to mind that. They did mind your reaction to their beloved Vegemite, though. Oh, God. One of the tastiest foods in the world. Mm. That you it is not, okay. It's not one of the tastiest foods in the world. All right, it's, it's an acquired right, taste, it's, even it's, admittedly by Australians. Right. It's an acquired taste. All right, it's not. It's Thank not the, one of the tastiest okay. foods in the world. But Thank I you. enjoy it. Just remember, everyone down under, 
I enjoy it. When the shit hits the fan and we all have to move to Australia, just remember to welcome me with open arms because I enjoy your Vegemite. Mm. Unlike some people. There's people there that don't. And then, and now, stop two of our Australian apology tour. Once again, Mm -hmm. Eddie Pence has stepped in it. What? Yesterday, I was singing the beloved song from Australia. Maybe their national anthem, for all I know. Timey kangaroo down sport. <laughs> and Eddie Pence was like, I've never I even heard that song. Maybe had I heard the original version of it, but not you singing it did not Timey make... Timey kangaroo but, down sport. Timey kangaroo no, down. I don't. I don't. It doesn't ring a bell. I heard through the grapevine... Yes. ...that there was an Australian wrestler. I think maybe a tag team of Australian wrestlers. No, that's the Bushwhackers. They were from New Zealand. Oh, okay. Well, then there was a guy, Outback Jack Outback Jack was in WWF in the mid-late 90s, during the whole down-under phase that America went through with Crocodile Dundee and stuff. Oh. And that was McMahon's chance to jump Crikey. on. Crikey. Yeah. That sounds like something I'd enjoy. <laughs> and he used to come into the I, ring to this very same song. I, I do not remember him. Or that song. Well, I guess that's stop three on our Australian apology tour. That Eddie Pence, who knows every goddamn winner of every goddamn most, WrestleMania ever, most, most, has completely blotted out son of Australia, Outback Jack. I'm my having... personal favorite of all the wrestlers. <laughs> Is that your first... Yes. I don't really recall him being participating in a WrestleMania. I don't know if he did or not. He may have been one of the undercards. Well, he should have because. I love all things Australian, once again, just reminding all the, the members down under. So in an endless attempt to try to educate Mr. Eddie Pence, to expose him to a little culture, I thought we'd kick things off today with kind of like a bonus one-hit wonder on this one-hit wonder oh, Wednesday. Okay. Because this was a smash hit song. It was number one. I think it was number one here in the States. If not, uh, it doesn't say here. I can't find it. But it was a big hit. It was a top ten hit. I know that for sure. Okay. It was number one in the UK. I know that for sure. It was number one in Australia. I know that for sure. Timey Kangaroo Down Sport, written and sung by the legendary Rolf Harris. He wrote it in 1957. It became a hit around the world in the 1960s with two recordings. Mm-hmm. His 1960 recording was a hit in Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. And then in 1963, he released a re-recording of the song, mm-hmm. produced by, of all people, George Martin of Legendary Beatles. Oh, fame. really? Yes. Ooh. And then in 63, it became a smash hit song here in the United States. Rolf Harris, uh, a musician, a singer-songwriter, a composer, a comedian, an actor, a painter, a television personality, Rolf Harris did it all. And he had a smash hit song that everyone except for Eddie Pence knows called Timey Kangaroo Down well, maybe Sports. If I hear it, I might recognize well, you're it. In you luck. singing it does not ring a bell. You're in luck because we're going to play okay. it. And if you hear the sound at the beginning of this little snippet of the song we're going to play, that sounds like a kangaroo jumping. Mm-hmm. That's actually a musical instrument that Rolf Harris invented called the wobble board. To sound like a kangaroo jumping? Well, it it sounds like boom, boom, boom. And you know what it is? It's a piece of uh, really thin, no, really thin uh, wood, plywood. And he he wobbles that and it made the noise (laughs) that you hear on this song because it's awesome. Okay. Here it is from 1963, Timey Kangaroo Downsport by Rolf Harris. Kangaroo jumping. Okay, got it. Got it. There's an old Australian stockman lying, dying. And he gets himself up onto one elbow and he turns to his mates who are gathered around and he says, 
Watch me wallabies feed, mate. Watch me wallabies feed. They're a dangerous breed, mate. So watch me wallabies feed all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Keep me cockatoo cool, curl. Keep me cockatoo cool. Oh, don't go acting a fool, curl. Just keep me cockatoo cool all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. No, I've never heard that song Come before in my life. On. I've never heard that song before in my life. I may have missed it while uh, Outback Jack was coming to the ring. I just didn't hear it. Take me koala back, Jack. Nope, don't. Take me koala no, back. That was the number one song. He lives out over by the track, Mac. Take me koala back. That was a one-hit wonder. Yes. Wow. Okay. Actually, he had other hits in the oh, UK. He, did? he had Jake the Peg and Two Little Boys. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the 60s and 70s, Rolf Harris went on to become a wildly successful television personality in the UK, where he uh, then moved to. He presented shows like Rolf's Cartoon Club. An animal hospital. Hmm. And then it all kind of went downhill after that. What happened? Well, in 2014. Oh, yeah. I think I know this story. The uh, the uh, former uh, host of uh, children's television programs mm-hmm. there in the UK was convicted of sexual assault of four underage girls. Yeah, I remember this. And that effectively ended his career. So, at the age of 84, he was jailed for five years and nine months in prison of 12 counts of indecent assault for mm-hmm. four teenage female victims during the 70s and 80s. Right. So uh, so I should be a hero for not knowing who this jackass so is. So I'm just saying right. his career was pretty good there for many years. And then okay, it, well, uh, let's just say he was, became he, not so good. He was always a piece of shit. He didn't just become a piece of shit when he got convicted. So while he was making that song that everyone loves he was also a piece of shit that's yes but it doesn't take away from the fact that that legendary song that Mm. smash hit song is as associated with australia as any piece of music except (sighs) for maybe i come from a land down under that's a great song it is a great song but so is timey kangaroo down i'm 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 happy i don't know who this guy is or this song uh, on behalf of everyone here involved i do not apologize australia i apologize (laughs) For the vice host's ignorance you? of your fantastic country no. and your, wonderful, I love your country. wonderful culture. I do. You don't. That, I don't like that guy or that song. So as always, I say fair dinkum <laughs> on you, mate, and didgeridoo and wallaby. <laughs> Anything else? Boomerang. Strip on the Barbie. Walkabout. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. So apologies to all of our friends uh, down there. I'll do my best to try to keep educating Eddie Pence. I don't want that about guy. Your in my ways, life. your that magical ways. That guy's terrible. He is terrible. The song is not terrible. Yeah, but I uh, Tom kangaroo down mm, sport. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, but the song is good. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. But you have to separate Rolf Harris from the song, which is great. Because other guess. people have sung the song. The Wiggles, for God's sakes, oh, God, did an amazing no. version no of Timey Kangaroo no Downsports. The Beatles sang Timey oh, Kangaroo Downsports. I didn't know that. They sang it with uh, Rolf Harris. Oh, okay. They did a little mashup, the two, the mm, two groups. But, no. So there you go. Sorry, Australia. We apologize. I'm not. Love you. I do, but I'm not sorry. And now it's time to talk to other members of the Garmy that we love. 
here on the Ralph Report Hotline. You don't know what it is? It's so simple to use. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there's a phone number you can call where you can leave me a message or a question or a comment. It's so simple. You just got to dial up the phone number, which is one 833 Hi, Ralph. If you're in Australia, by the way, you probably can't dial that number. So what you have to do is you go on Skype and you use their keypad and you punch that into that keypad. And then you can leave a message like all of these beloved Garmy members did. I listen to all the voicemail messages and then I pull a handful out and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, my cat just came. Yeah, no, it's not from you, sir. Um, <laughs> you know, from time to time, we're trying to put the spotlight on people who are doing amazing things during this COVID-19 crisis. And it's one of my favorite parts of the show because we get a chance to sing the, the, uh, the praises of some unsung heroes during all of this. And Jeremy called in with a former student of his, and she is doing amazing stuff, and I'm happy to spread the word. So thanks for calling, Jeremy. Uh, hey, Ralph, this is Jeremy from Grafton, Nassia. Um, so I was listening to the show today, and I was thinking about the Citizen of the Week. And um, I'm a high school track coach, and there's a girl I coached a few years ago, and she's working at um, New York Presbyterian in, as an ER nurse right now. And on her free time and in her breaks, she's been taking pictures of her fellow coworkers and posting them on um, Instagram, puts a quote, and it's just it's just amazing. She takes these amazing black and white photos, and she's highlighting all these people that are, you know, working in New York City in the hospitals right now. It's called Faces of the Frontline. I just encourage you guys to check it out. It's Addie Egan Photography, um, A-D-D-I-E. E-G-A-N. Um, and she's just awesome. You know, she's doing, <laughs> doing the Lord's work there. You know, she's, she's, uh, she's out there dealing with all the people and all the stress. So mm. check it out. Love you. Mean it. Bye. So there's Addie Egan, who's wow. not only a nurse at the hospital, but when she has a moment, instead of ducking out for a smoke break yeah she is documenting her fellow heroes in black and white photographer and putting yeah. it up on instagram so she's creating art while she's also trying yeah. to save lives it's what's going to be used to tell the story of this years from now absolutely and yeah. and so what jeremy thank you so much for spreading the word and i recommend i after i heard from him i checked her out on instagram and the, and the work is excellent so do yourself a favor and it's very inspiring to see what Addie is uh, putting up there all right next up uh, is Carissa. <laughs> and yesterday's show, we were talking about a, a Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court decision, which allowed U.S. citizens, if they chose to, to not display their state's motto oh, on their yeah. license plate. <laughs> yeah. And I was just riffing right. off the top of my head. Right. I just said, you know, oh, some guy from Iowa saying, oh, I don't want to be the show me state. Wait. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. It's Carissa, one-star general in Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. So I was listening to today's show, mm -hmm. and you were talking about the covering up of the motto license, on the license, license plate. Yeah, that's it. And you said Iowa. Iowa, yes. And mm -hmm. then you said the stuff about the show me state. Yeah, I did. So yes, Iowa's did. motto is mm. 
our liberties we prize and our rights we will maintain. Very long. While Missouri is the show me state. Very different. So if you could just Mm, be a little more mindful of which state, which motto in the Midwest, whenever you do bring it up, I'd totally appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Bye. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye-bye. Yeah, she uh, she showed me all right. Yeah, she, she did. did. She See did. what she did? Yeah, I saw that. She showed me. Yes. She's from Missouri, the which, of state. course, yeah. is the show me state. Yeah. Iowa is the state of all those other are you, things. Are you going to play it? I am going to play Thank it. Thank you. Ralph is wrong. All right. <laughs> well, you have to understand that sometimes when you're riffing and being funny, you're just thinking of what's the just funny thing to say. You're just grasping. Just grasping at whatever pops in your head. That, you know, it's very just, rarely. It's an occupational hazard. It's not well researched. <laughs> it's not uh, well thought out even. It's just, yeah, you just didn't write it down and then read it. Just talking. Just, just talking. Right. So, but I heard from a lot of people <laughs> from Mo. Which is uh, short for Missouri, Mo? you know, oh, M.O. Yeah, yeah, Mo got on you, huh? Uh, not Mo and her dog. But, oh. Um, but uh, I, I apologize. People from Canada were calling in. There was, uh, again, uh, homing pigeons were dropping off messages. Such incredible fact checkers on this show. I got, uh, there was some invisible writing. I had to use a black light in order to read that also was correcting me. Every form of communication was sent to me about my mistake, and so I apologize. You know what I wasn't wrong about yesterday? What? The huge popularity of a band that I was in called the 45s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, many people know for a long time I was the drummer of the 45s. Yeah, you said it on TV. I said it on television. If it's said on television, <laughs> it's got to be true. true. I was on Scrabble, and we played some <laughs> audio from that yesterday where I told Chuck Woolery that, you know, in my spare time was also a, the drummer for the 45s. <laughs> and I had no idea. We had such a huge following, such a huge fan base. It was so gratifying to hear so many fans of my old band the 45s come out of the woodwork and talk about how much that band meant to them i I had no idea like this call hello ralph yoho eddie this is lisa four-star general and i remember the 45s if i'm not mistaken Drunkles o'brien was the lead singer that's true yeah (laughs) god i miss them yeah me too love you mean it bye yeah uh, once Drunkles passed away, there yeah. really was no way we could keep going. Can't with the do a band. reunion tour without Drunkles. No, it's no. just you know we all decided that the proper thing to do was first pour some out for our homie Drunkles yeah. because you that, could pour a, you could pull a Queen, do that, get yeah, together I like Queen does. We could get another guy to lead, sing lead, but nah, Drunkles was one of a kind, and so <laughs> in the memory in the, of Drunkles O'Brien, we 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 put the band aside. That's but good. Thanks to everyone. For, <laughs> Some people are calling out for uh, the 45s World Tour t-shirts. They'd like to know where we performed back in the day. and It's a resurgence. It's yeah. kind of cool. To, you know, we talk about one-hit wonders. This is great. It's kind of cool to see my old band get so much interest. Yeah, it's like a, your old past life coming back. Maybe the 45s, the, the, the surviving 45s will get back together again someday. But <laughs> I wouldn't hold, wouldn't hold your breath. All right. Um, we also heard from Rich yesterday. Rich is my man. He offered up a delicious recipe for us all. He offered up um, a, a great idea, which I haven't had a chance to test yet, but it was, we were talking about egg salad, and we said if you took egg salad and you added tuna, you did half and half tuna salad, egg salad, Mm-mm. a delicious taste treat Mm-mm. that I'm looking forward to trying, oh. and I can I get the sense Eddie's also looking forward I'm to trying not. it. Well, maybe, maybe this call will change no. your mind. Hey, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie. Rich from Rhode Island again. Hey, Thank Rich. you for playing my call yesterday about the egg and the tuna salad mixed together. You got it. 
And if you can get Eddie to eat the egg and tuna salad next, uh-huh. I will upgrade my account from a one star to a two star. Mm. Love you guys. Mean it, damn it. Well, there you go. God damn it. Can't leave. Can't leave money on the yeah, table, Eddie. Leave money on the. Ugh. Can't leave money on the table. Well, yeah, because there's no way you could do it with a, a mystery munch and Mondays because I would smell it as soon as I walked in the house. Right. So what we're going to do is a straight up munch and Monday <laughs> this coming Monday. Eddie Pence and I are going to try for the first time because I've never had it either. We will have a tuna. Egg salad oh, sandwich. Low tide farts. Would you like it on toast or you want it on just plain bread? Which would you prefer? I guess toast. All so right. it's like a little plate. It'll be a toasted tuna egg salad sandwich on Monday's Munchin Monday. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you tune in. And Rich, I'm glad you're going to be upgrading to two star because the two, three, and four star generals get the video edition of oh, Munchin Monday. You get to see it come right back out. So I may lay down some tarps and then we will uh, we'll do that on Monday. Rich, thank you so much. And, you know, folks have been calling up and outing themselves for when they were dumb kids uh, based on the story of Eddie Pence, who thought that uh, peanut butter was magic. No, I didn't. And Adrian called in with, this is pretty cute. I don't know. This is just a cute kid. Mine was a cute kid. No, yours Mine was, was absolutely a no, cute kid. You're, no, you're Thinking a kid. Thinking soft peanuts watching get smeared a commercial into peanut butter. And saw peanut butter, peanuts come out of a jar, right. and then a magic knife went over it, and suddenly it turned into peanut that's butter. That's a cute that's kid. A, that's a dumb kid who is a, who's being an adorable s- young child suckered in by a commercial, which everyone else understands oh is representative a of how fresh boy the peanuts were. Naively watching TV. Adrian, however, this kid is cute. I may not even be able to give him the "you're so dumb." You better. Hey, Ralph. Yo ho, Eddie. This is Adrian from Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I uh, was listening to today's uh, Ralph report mm-hmm. with the You're So Dumb segment with the guy that uh, had the gremlin in his tummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and up until then, I was listening to all of these You're So Dumbs and thinking I was so smart as a kid. Mm-hmm. So none of that happened to me. Right. But that dude's story triggered something in my mind. When I was young three four five mm-hmm. um we always went to myrtle beach <gasps> cue the song all right myrtle beach myrtle beach myrtle beach goddamn motherfucking myrtle beach all right, continue. and uh we my parents always told me to be careful of the deadly undertow oh, well yeah. being a young kid i didn't understand what toe was right so i heard toad right so i envisioned this massive toad sitting off the shore deep in the ocean and would shoot its tongue out and drag you out into the ocean instead of the undertow it was the undertow and it wasn't until i was probably 10 that uh my parents disabused me of that notion yes so there you go I hope that is uh, some good entertainment for you guys. It sure is, Adrian. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. The undertoad. The undertoad. Come on. That's pretty good. That's awesome. I used to have something similar with the undertow. I used to think it would you get pulled out by your toe. Like the, the current would grab you by your toe and pull you out. Oh, sweet Jesus. The undertow. T-O-E, not T-O-W. The toad makes more sense than something grabbing you by a toe and I dragging like, you out to the I ocean. I thought like a small hole would open up in the ocean floor and pull you through by your toe. <laughs> That's what they meant by undertow. <laughs> you are so dumb. That's what I you thought. You are really dumb. Again, I was for real. three or four years oh old. Oh, my God. I didn't think there was a giant 
toad it's there. It's more likely that there's a dangerous toad in the ocean that a hole opens up and grabs you by How your How is toe. it more likely? Because They're toads both live absurd. in the water. Because toads live They're in water. They're both absurd. It'd be like a big fish biting at you. Toads don't live in water. Frogs live in water. Oh, Toads right. live outside of water. Well, this toad. See, it makes even less sense This now. toad hat was part frog. His cousin was a frog. <laughs> And so he would go They're in the water both, sometimes. Neither one makes sense. I like Adrian's better than <sighs> yours. But toe. Under toe. Toe. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. There you go, Adrian. But, thank you. And he stepped in front of a bullet I, yeah, for I took a bug up for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured on this segment. But you know what you got to do by now. You got to call me. Call me. When we would spend summers at the Jersey Shore, sometimes they would have a bad undertow right off the shore. And uh, I heard that phrase, and then I asked my parents what it meant, and they explained it to me. But, See, I guess okay, that's what happens when you have, you ask when you par- have family that loves you. Oh, my God. You before, get information. Bef- you don't think your toe is going to be grabbed by the ocean. Before you ask your parents, what did you think it was? I didn't know what it was. You, so I have never heard that word before. So I asked either. them. I said, what is, what's an undertow? I didn't go around for mean? years thinking my toe would get sucked mm, into the ocean. I wonder. I it was literally like, long. oh, that's probably what happens. Mom, Dad, what's mm, an undertow? Mm, that's what happens. I understand. So your brain didn't form oh, any sort of like... No, I I recognized that I did not have the answer. Yeah, but that so part of your brain doesn't out. start creating things. I reached out um, for information. So did I. I had family that loved me. I have That's family that loves me. That's why we went to Myrtle Beach every summer. Oh, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Eddie is Mr. Ed. Lovingly bought me a rebel flag float. He is Mr. Myrtle Beach. All right, now it's time for us to take a look in the rear view mirror. And find out what happened on April 15th, this day in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine? Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen? Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please. And tell us what went down this day in history. Where, where's Eddie, honey? Oh, he's out in the he's out in the water there, sweetheart. Ah! Oh, someone grabbed his toe. My toe's being sucked into the sand. <laughs> On this day, April 15th in the year 1528, mm-hmm. Panfilo, the Navares, Spanish conquistador, arrived in Florida with 350 men to a hostile reception from the natives. Oh. Don't you always get a hostile reception from yeah, the natives when yeah. you go to Florida? <laughs> I think everyone who's ever gone to Florida has gotten an, a hostile reception from the natives. I'll start out with Panfalo, the Narvaez. But they're from S- Spain. España. Yeah. Yeah. Si, España. Okay. Just wondering. Oh. We are here to take over this whole place, said Panfalo. First, we get to Florida. Then we get the women. Then we get the money. That was, that's Cuban. That's Scarface. It's a little bit. That's nothing to not, do with not Spain Spanish at all. at all. In 1689, on this day, April 15th, French King Louis XIV declared war on Spain. Oh, a lot of Spain oh. coming up this morning. Okay. Uh, in 1802, William Wordsworth, mm-hmm. one of our great poets, one of the great human poets from the UK. As opposed to inhuman poets? Yeah, as opposed to okay. uh, animal poets. 
He and his sister Dorothy were out on a walk, and they saw this long belt of beautiful daffodils, mm -hmm. and that inspired him to write one of the great English poems of all time. I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud, it's called. Okay. Would you like me to do a, a dramatic please, presentation? Please, please. Can I, can I give you some more culture yes. by doing a dramatic reading yes. of this poem? Just like the kangaroo song, please. Wordsworth's legendary poem, I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud. Do it. All right. It was one of my favorite poems, actually, when oh, I was is in it? high school. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't take you for a poet guy. I don't like all poetry, but I do like some poetry. Is this what you read to girls to try to... And this poem... Unlike many poems, when I was studying poetry in high school, oh, you studied poetry. Well, didn't you in English? Didn't you have a didn't for like wasn't a brief, that part of it as part of the curriculum? But like, I didn't like delve into it. Well, I just did what I had to do to get out of it. I'm not sure what your schooling experience was like, but in my English class, we had a we had a year's worth of a years worth of poetry amongst the amongst the classics. Yeah, it's tucked we in there somewhere, poetry. but it's not. You don't have just like okay, let's dedicate a year to poetry. Well, we just all sit there constantly reading <laughs> your berets and your turtlenecks. But they would highlight the the history of poetry and some of the classic okay, works and this is of the, one, of this the one form. Spoke to you, and this one I always thought it was cool because I understood it, it, unlike many others, which I didn't quite understand. All right. Stop. Does being, it rhyme? Stop belittling. Does it rhyme? It does rhyme. Okay, so That's it is another a reason I it like is a, this. It is a poem. There's, there's plenty of poems that don't rhyme. Yeah, yeah, those are just called paragraphs. No, they're not. Yes. Uh, William Wordsworth, again from 1802, I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze, continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee, a poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought, for oft when on my couch I lie in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye which is the bliss of solitude, and then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Hmm. So they, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. A Seems memory like, of a thing of beauty is a is a is a treasure you carry with you forever. Okay. Is that why it spoke to you? Yes. Okay. It's beautiful. I, it's 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 beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man. It just seems like he pulled daffodils out just because it rhymed. <laughs> no, he, he saw the daffodils mm -hmm. and he wrote the poem around the daffodils. Ah, okay. It seems like it was like just trying to think of a flower that rhymes with that other word. On this day in 1817, the first American school for the deaf opens in Hartford, Connecticut. Hmm. I said the first American school for the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> in 1850, city of San Francisco was incorporated. Salute. Happy birthday, San Francisco. In 1874, here's some more culture for you. The first Impressionist exhibition opened in Paris. Featuring Monet, Degas, Renoir, Pissarro, and other masters of Impressionist art. Mm. Okay. 1877, the first telephone was installed in the United States. 
Boston, Massachusetts was that place. The next year in 1878, you know how I feel about the 1800s. It's ripe for inventions. So many inventions. Yes. You know, I especially love the ones we still use today. On this day in 1878, a guy named Harley Proctor, hmm. along with his pal Gamble, they started oh, a little business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they introduced yeah. a little thing that we call ivory soap. In 1878, they introduced ivory soap. What People made that are different? still washing with that today. What made that different than other soaps of the day? Oh, Eddie, come on. It was 99 and 44 one-hundredths pure. Oh, that lanolin in it? I don't know if it had lanolin. It was made out of vegetable oil, no. I think. I thought but, it was fat. Isn't soap made out of fat, like animal fat? Uh, initially. Right. But I believe this was a Castile soap, as they say, oh. which uses uh, animal uh, vegetable fat versus animal fat. Okay. And uh, the very first advertising slogan for ivory was uh, introduced a few years later. It floats. Because hmm. it's all it's fat. fat. No, a lot of a lot of soap sank. Yeah. I thought yes. fat floats. Nah. Nah. <laughs> it was too dense. It would sink. I thought fat floats. And imagine how cool it would be in the 1800s if you're taking a bath there in your cistern. Right. Or whatever you got. Yeah. Your cistern, I think you... Uh, you poop and pee and actually, so you wouldn't want to well, bathe I'm sure there, some man. people. You're in your tub. You're in your tub, and you're sitting there, and you 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 drop your soap. Yeah, goes right to the bottom. Right, but not ivory no. soap. Floats. It floats, so you always know where your soap is. It's right there. How easy can you access that soap if it's floating there, right next right to your there. genitals? It's perfect. <laughs> Goddamn, love ivory soap. All right. On this day in 1892, the General Electric Company was formed. As a merger of Thomas Edison's company and the uh, Thompson Houston Electrical uh -huh. Company as okay. well. In 1912, we talked about this yesterday that the Titanic hit the iceberg yes. yesterday. What I forgot when I was uh, talking about everyone who was dying was it took a while for it to sink and it didn't sink until this day. Okay. Uh, it took two, several hours to yeah, sink. Right? It, 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 got, it struck the iceberg uh, just before midnight and then at 2.27 a.m. today, it actually uh, sank. So it took like almost three hours to yeah. go down. That's a bad three hours Oof. right there. You do not want to be around That's for those three hours. You'd be the guy who would just take his own life rather than wait the three hours out. Yeah. If I, if I see all the boats filled up, yeah, I'm just going to take yeah. it. I'm not going to sit there and go down with it. <laughs> no. Why would you fucking do that? What if you were one of the musicians playing on the deck there? No. Just take one of the strings, wrap it around <laughs> your neck, jump off the side. <laughs> just take the violin string. End it. Get it over it's with. thin too. It'd probably go right for your head. That's, your head would come hey, just rolling quicker, off. Then a quicker death. And your head lands in a lifeboat, <laughs> scaring some poor kid to death. I hope you're happy. And then I'm still alive until the blood drains out of my oh, head. Oh boy. In 1923, on this day, the first sound on film public performance was shown at the Rialto Theater in New York City. A lot of people think the first uh, sound movie was uh, The Jazz Singer yeah. in 1927, but actually, there were a bunch of short films that had sound. That was the first feature length one, but oh, okay. there was a lot of shorts. Uh, what else? 1923 also. The same year, insulin became generally available for diabetics to use. That's a good thing. I had no idea that people were using insulin in the 1920s to control diabetes. Well, they had to do something, right? Yeah, but I just didn't think insulin was discovered that early on. No. I thought insulin was a like a, a later <laughs> like 70s? discovery. No, but like the 30s, <laughs> 40s, it seemed like you I just... I don't know. I don't know either. Good for them. Yeah, very good for them. Not good for this guy. In what? 1931, yeah. the very first backwards walk across America began. What the fuck? Why? Why? No idea. God, God damn a lot it. of time on his hands. 
the first backwards walk across America. He only did that because other people supported him. If he had no support doing it, he wouldn't do it. If we all ignored this guy, he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have been walking backwards across America. It's because we give these people attention. Absolutely right. But they do stupid shit like this. It was the TikTok of the 30s. Fuck. Everyone's just paying attention to people doing stupid things. Unreal. Somebody had to feed him. Somebody had to give him support. I said, let's all ignore Frank. He's walking backwards. (laughs) He would have walked 100 yards backwards. He thinks he's pretty cool because he's walking backwards. Let's all pretend we don't see yeah. frank and then we'll just go about it yeah day. he doesn't get half a mile backwards now if we ignore him in 1952 the franklin national bank issued the very first bank credit card hmm. 50s people didn't have credit cards until the 50s oh god america's probably a better place yeah imagine no, having the credit imagine debt. buying only things you had the money to could purchase? you imagine never having oh, that's insane it's insanity 1955, Ray Kroc opened his first franchised McDonald's restaurant in Des Plaines, Illinois. Mm. It's a great film, The Founder. Yeah, if you've never seen The Founder, it's check it film. out. Story of how Ray Kroc pretty much stole the McDonald's. <laughs> Fucked over the McDonald Brothers. <laughs> restaurant franchise from the two guys wow. who created it. He was He was something. He was a piece of work, as we say around here. 1964, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge opened. At the time, it made it the world's longest bridge. Oh, I never knew that. Yep. Not anymore. I've been over it several times. I have as well. 1966, a band called the Rolling Stones released what at that time was considered one of the great rock albums of all time called Aftermath. Had a bunch of great tunes on it, including one of my favorite Stones songs of all time. It's down to me. Nineteen seventy-five was the first appearance on this day of the San Diego Chicken. Uh, you remember that mascot, uh, yeah. the San Diego Chicken? Yeah, yeah. He seemed like a dick. <laughs> I don't like the same. Most mascots are. Yes. Uh, Nineteen eighty-one on this day, Janet Cook got into a little bit of problems. She was a reporter for the Washington Post, and she wrote a story about an eight-year-old heroin addict that garnered her a lot of attention, including winning a Pulitzer Prize for journalism. Sadly. She made the story up. Wow. Yeah. And wow. when that was revealed, she had to relinquish her Pulitzer Prize mm. and mm. her job with the I, Washington Post. I would imagine they wouldn't want her there anymore. I almost feel bad. I mean, obviously you can't because she's awful. And as a reporter, you really shouldn't just be making stories up. No. But it was probably she was trying to tell a story and point out a problem right. about youthful drug addiction. And so maybe she said, well, I can't really find exactly the situation that I'm trying to depict. Mm-mm. So let me conjure up what that must be like. I understand the intention may have been a well thought out intention. I'm sure it was. It was not. And you don't do that. You have a certain responsibility of as a course. reporter. It's wrong. And I, and I admit. And, I, and there's other admittedly, avenues. Admittedly, it's wrong. There's other avenues to write that However, story. However, let's say you're Janet Cook and you write the story uh-huh. with the best of intentions. Yes. But then you have to be Janet Cook and watch as the snowball oh. starts coming down the hill oh. as more and more people are talking about the article and praising the article. And then the Pulitzer Prize people <laughs> call up and they say, congratulations, yes. you're nominated. Right. And she is so desperately praying that she doesn't win the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. And then she gets it. And then she has to carry around the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> Knowing it's just a matter of time until someone figures yeah, out that she this got is all that bullshit. unwanted fame. 
because it put the spotlight on what she it's did. The last thing she wanted to happen was a Pulitzer Prize. Was for people to spend that much attention <laughs> on that little story that she wrote. So, still, I get it was wrong, but I also can imagine her anxiety. Yeah. All right, in this day in 1990 on Fox, a uh, breakthrough sketch comedy TV series debuted, introduced us to a lot of stars we know today. Yeah. To walk all the moon float like a balloon. You see, it's never too late and it's never too soon. Take it from me, it's I to be. In living color. It's I to be. Did you ever get the audition for that? You were no. out here at that time, right? No. 1990? Yes, I was out here during that time, but I was not in a position to be auditioning for oh. a, a network television show. No, oh, I didn't. I, I had no, uh, I had no. Well, you were studying laurels at act, the time. You were studying improv and sketch. I was at studying, Acme. and yeah, yeah. And, and we were doing it at Acme, and it was just that was a little tiny shoebox theater. Right, right. No, that was the the groundling people and all those people were going. Yeah, in I didn't there. know. Just and plus, it was that. mostly the was Wayans. All, they were the Wayans all, family. Yes. And Jim Carrey. Yeah. And Tommy he, Davidson. And Jim Carrey became the white guy on Living Color, yeah, yeah. the way every black guy is always the black guy on Saturday right. Night Live. Yeah. But, uh, and Carrey was just doing um, stand up. Stand up, but he had also starred in a sitcom prior yeah. to that. He had that movie too, uh, Once Bitten. Yeah. I think. And Duck Factory, I think. Oh, Duck Factory, yeah. Well. Oof. Yep. In 1992, the National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame on this day inducted three brand new members DeForest Kelly, Leonard Nimoy, and William Shatner were inducted mm. on this day. Eddie Pence doesn't care. Dan he likes McCoy. To, he likes to shit on Shat. <laughs> Don't shit on Shat. But Shad. everyone else loves those guys. In 1992, also, billionaire Leona Hemsley, Helmsley, rather, mm. was sent to jail for tax evasion. I remember that. What made it that much sweeter, she was a billionaire a real estate developer and hotel owner. And she famously said, we don't pay taxes. Only the little people pay taxes. Yes. And they came after her, and she didn't pay her taxes, and that turned out to be against the law, and she went to prison, and it was awesome. Sometimes there's justice in the world. Once Sometimes. in a while. Once in a while. Once in a while. And uh, more television news on this day in 2014. The TV series version of Fargo debuted on FX. Noah Hawley created that, based, of course, on the popular Coen Brothers film. Billy Bob Thornton, Colin Hanks, Martin Freeman all starred along with Allison Tolman. If you've never seen... Fargo, the TV series. This is the perfect opportunity for you to binge mm. the four seasons or whatever it was that that had been. It's not, it's not around anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, they're bringing it back. Oh, bringing uh, it back? I think um, Chris Rock is going to be the star of the new incarnation. Oh, really? The way they do it is it's different time periods, and it's always different um, members of the uh, police force there in Fargo. So they tell different stories with completely different characters, and the only through line is it all takes place in the same part of the world. I got you. So it depends on what era you're in they had did one with the ewan mcgregor where he played twin brothers it was amazing mm. so good so check it out all right at this point what i like to do is talk about a day in history that is associated with a particular food then we run it past eddie pence to see if that's something he would eat or stick up his ass or pull out of his ass <coughs> and today is no different I'll talk about the food then to find out whether he would eat it or not we pull the handle of the patented eddie pence jackpot slot machine if three of the items come up on the reels, well, that means jackpot. Eddie Pence would, in fact, eat it. However, <laughs> if they're mismatched, sadness, despair, cruelty. It's, it's not, I don't do it with cruel intentions. Tears. I don't do it with ill will. Angst. Heartburn. I'm not spiteful about it. Flatulence. <laughs> there might be that. Egg salad. Fungus. Tuna fish. Oh, it's going to be so good on Monday. Oh, I'm so looking forward to Monday. I am not. I don't usually look forward to Monday, but Monday is going to be not looking forward to that much on Monday. Mm -mm. Or should I say, egg sighting? Oh, please. 
do. All right. It's exciting. On this day in 1983, yeah. Tokyo Disneyland opened. Oh. Tokyo Disneyland. Now, Eddie Pence, who loves Eddie, uh, Disneyland more than Eddie Pence? Wow. Well, many people. Yes. But yes. he goes. He likes to I go. I do like to go there. Yes. Now, as you can imagine, the Tokyo Disneyland is similar in many respects to Disneyland here in the United States. Okay. However, as you would imagine, there are some differences as well. Oh, yeah. Like the snacks that you I would get there. imagine the food's probably different. You're not going to get a churro there at uh, Tokyo Disneyland. You're not getting the corn dog. No, you're getting specific treats made for the Tokyo right. audience. Right. For example, you can get Mike Waskowski Melon Pond. Which is a melon flavored bread that they make there. Seems sh- weird. Shaped like Mike Wasgowski from uh, uh, Monsters Inc. Okay. So it's round and it's got a big eye looking at you. And but then you bite into it. But and I'm you eating eat bread, it. but it's tasting like melon. It has a melon. See, that's going to fuck with too. my brain. And I'm going to be out right there. They have uh, hard boiled eggs. Okay. That when you cut into them, no. the yolk is shaped like Mickey Mouse. How the fuck do they do that? No one knows. That's crazy. Right? The, the, the yellow loco, uh, yolk on the inside, instead of being a circle, is a circle, but then two smaller circles on top of either way. That's weird. Right? I don't want that. I want That's it. That's some sort of genetically mutated mouse chicken. Over there by <laughs> Little Mermaid. I want to eat that. I'm pretty sure it's not a I mouse Yeah, they, a mouse fucked a chicken, and they took the egg. And that's what it is. How would that even be physically? I don't know. Ask them. They put a mouse to fuck it. They put it together. (laughs) They put it together. I doubt a mouse's penis. Look, okay, then maybe they can even they take this venture inside. They extract the semen from the mouse and then insert it into the chicken vagina. Seems like a lot of work to go to at at Disneyland (laughs) Tokyo just to make some hard-boiled eggs. they got to create a genetic lab. something underneath the magic castle Smells fishy. There probably is a giant lab underneath the castle where they have mice-fucking chickens to make those eggs. The Little Mermaid section has sea salt ice cream. That yeah, sounds good. That might not be bad. I'm all for might it. Be for that. They've got uh, Mickey Mouse tapioca drink. You know, the boba, the boba no, tea that, that you love. Nope. With little balls inside of it. Nope. They got Mickey Mouse version of that. And then, of course, Give as you can imagine. Mick and egg. There are the mochi. The mochi dumplings. Many different character themed mochi dumplings. And that's today's food. Mochi dumplings. You can get uh, the little green men from Toy Story. You can chew them up. You can eat them. The shaped uh, like um, the okay. mochi dumplings. Are they shaped. green? Yes, they're green. You can get uh, white ones that uh, three of them together look like Olaf from Frozen. You can get uh, there's a whole bunch of different. They even have Darth Vader and Stormtrooper munch- oh, munchies. Really? Mochis, yes. Huh. Mochi. Have you ever had the mochi, Eddie Pence? You I have had, not. You've never had mochi? What's it, how is that different than a dumpling? Well, because it's made from a specific kind of rice, mm-hmm. mochi gomi, which is a short grain uh, glutinous rice. That they take and add other ingredients like water, sugar, and cornstarch. And then what they do is they pound it and smash it until it becomes a paste. And then they shape it into the desired shape that they want to use. And then they steam it. Mm. So it's like a rice ball slash dumpling slash steamed bread kind of thing. Hmm. Sometimes you can fill it with stuff or you can change it and add flavors to it. But it's very popular snack food. What's there the in Japan. texture of it? If you were to bite into it, I would have to say, is it like, uh, is it like a, like a, like gooiness? a rice ball? It's like, like a, a rice oh, ball, so it's like, like a rice. sticky, like a sticky rice ball. Okay. Only the uh, 
um, the, the, the actual grains themselves are smaller. So it's not quite as like, okay. as, as like the big grains of rice yes. that we know here in the United States. Okay. So it's like a rice ball. Is there anything basically. in it? You can put stuff in it, but I don't, I gave you some options here that no, I mean, for example, yeah. Olaf, okay. you can order in different styles. You can get coconut cream stuffed inside no, Olaf. You, coconut. Could, you could have that. Um, you could, they, they jam it also during summertime with something called orange cream filling, summer orange cream filling inside Olaf because no. he loves summer. <laughs> Olaf likes taking cream is what <laughs> Olaf likes doing. He does. Uh, white chocolate cream and cheese mixed together inside Olaf well, as take well. Take out the cheese. So they can, you can put it, you can do a lot of things with it, but mostly they're just the basic okay. Uh, mochi. Okay. That's the question that I pose in front of you today. <laughs> Jesus, you're like, goddamn. I just want to know Mike Wallace what on I'm 60 eating. Minutes I want to know what I'm, me about I, the mochi. I want to know what I want him to do an investigation to this lab where the mice are fucking the chickens. Nope, That's what no needs to be mice discovered. Are fucking chickens. Eddie Pence is he eating mochi. There's one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. One mochi, two mochi. I can't believe Eddie Pence. Look, the way you described it, it's like a rice ball. It's like a rice ball. And I would sometimes probably eat they're that. sweet, like a sweetened rice ball. Yeah, I don't think I'd have cream injected into it, but I would probably eat the rice ball. So you need a you need a rice ball. Yeah. But if I made tapioca pudding, no, no. which is rice pudding, oh. it's rice pudding. It's sweet and rice. I don't like tapioca pudding. But it's rice mm. and it's sweet flavored. No. And you put those two together. Mm-mm. And that's pretty much no. the gooier version of mochi. No. Mm, yes. No. It's rice and sweet. Right. Those are the two major I don't factors. Like tapioca. But does the, tapioca does the, is rice. But does it taste like? Does the the well, what am I? What did I say I was going to eat again? Mochi. mochi. Does that taste like tapioca? Because if it tastes like tapioca, I won't eat it because I don't so like tapioca. Much. It's not, you know, honestly, it's not, it's got cream filling, but it's not a creamy thing yeah. like pudding would Put be. Put chocolate cream in there, I'll eat it. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> All right. And that's it for today's This Day in History. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, cause that rhymes with LMB. And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history. 15 cents a day, y'all. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the show Biz Beat. Speaking of things Disney, ABC has announced they're making some major shifts in their primetime schedule because of the coronavirus mm. outbreak. A lot of their unscripted shows had to close down production, yeah. so they got big holes in their schedule. So they're moving some of their summer stuff up to as early as May so that they can keep brand new programming on the air. They are moving their traditional summer fun and games lineup, which is all the game shows that they do. They're going to move those up to May. You can see those earlier. So that means Tell the Truth and Match Game and Press Your Luck and Celebrity Family Feud. They're all going to return in May, as will the seventh and sadly final season of one of my favorite shows, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That will debut next month as well. 
A brand new series called The Genetic Detective will also launch in May as well. I wonder how this is screwing up the fall lineup. Oh, well, trust me, if they got to move everything up saying. to the spring, they, they'll be hard-pressed to produce television quickly enough to get new shows on in the fall, I wonder if depending this, on when everybody goes back to work. I wonder if this is going to do like what, remember the writer's strike back in the early 2000s when it made, it pretty, pretty much brought reality television to the forefront yeah. because it was so quick and easy to do that when we do go back into production, the entire fall and next spring's lineup is going to be all reality television. That's what we'll get. Ugh. The genetic detective, by the way, should take a look at those eggs. They're in Disneyland. Right? See how send, they're making those. Send that person <clears throat> to Tokyo. Figure this do you, out. Do you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I didn't watch it while it was running. I've been following up on Netflix. I've been checking it out on Netflix. So good. You're a Marvel guy. I know. I just don't. It's so. It's a lot of TV. I just don't. But I do. I have enjoyed the season and a half that I've watched. It's really good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, people now are starting to turn on each other online as well as in their homes during this pandemic quarantining. <laughs> Celebrities like Padma Lakshmi. Do you know Padma Lakshmi? I don't. She is a, a beautiful and talented um, television chef. Oh, she don't know one of the hosts, I think, of Iron Chef. She was, or one oh. of those kind of shows. Right. Anyway, she's uh, she's lovely. So she's doing what many entertainers are doing. She's trying to keep people entertained by posting clips of herself cooking various dishes and giving out recipes yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's at home. Okay. And so she was uh, working on some lasagna. She was cooking in her kitchen and she was wearing a gray dress, but no bra. And people lost their minds because her nipples were pressing against her dress. She was attacked, called Has anyone seen nipples before? Called immoral oh, God. for wearing no bra under her gray dress while she made lasagna. She should just ignore these people. I'm sorry, it wasn't lasagna. It was chicken tagine. Chicken oh, tagine. No, in that case. So uh, she had to go online and defend herself about going braless while cooking a demonstration in her own home, in her own kitchen. She shouldn't have to defend herself. She She's should under just ignore quarantine. These she doesn't have to wear a bra. Just ignore those fucking people. By the way, she's smoking hot too. Yeah, so let's vote for no more bras for her yeah. on all on forever. Let's do topless cooking. Actually, she posted another picture of herself eating pizza in the in the tub with a box covering her Perfect. breast. Yes. Fuck all those other people. She's very sexy. You hate the human body. Fuck them. She said, I got some comments last time that it was immoral for me not to wear a bra in my own kitchen during the quarantine. So those people should be happy to note I'm wearing two today, she said. She posted another video of herself making lasagna where she had a sports bra on and a regular bra. And she said, seriously, let's not police women's body in 2020, okay? Let's not police said. anybody's body. Fuck. And they're just nipples. They're nipples. By the way. Fucking assholes. So a lot of celebrities doing a lot worse things than showing well, nipple. Yeah, fuck off, people. And the man to tell us about that is Ricky Gervais. He is going off. I don't know if you've been watching him lately. He goes on Instagram, um, Facebook Live, no, and just tears celebrities a new one <laughs> because he is chap-assed about celebrities complaining about quarantine. <sighs> I mean, famously, Ellen DeGeneres in her video compared. Being stuck in her home to being stuck in jail. Oh, she and started needs to, to cry. She started to cry. It's like it's like I'm in jail. I oh, can't go anywhere. She needs to get one. Sam Smith also broke down in tears talking about how being stuck inside his home. Kelly Ripa has done the same thing. Uh, and so he's losing his mind. He keeps talking to anyone who listens about how much he hates these people. Here's a little bit from one of his, him. his Facebook lives where he talks about the people who are in hospitals, the doctors and nurses yeah. who are working 14, 18-hour shifts. They're not whinging or complaining, as they say they're in the UK. They're not whinging. Um, who's whinging? 
celebrities, millionaire celebrities. <laughs> oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in my mansion. I'm fed up. There's only so many times I can go for a swim. <laughs> I'm all sad. I'm not on the telly every night. Fuck. And the, oh, if I see another article with a Hollywood actress going makeup free. <laughs> the fuck? Oh. Right, yeah. We're all chipping in, aren't we? Makeup free. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's a good point. Why uh, is that something to be applauded because she's not know. wearing makeup in her own home? Isn't know. that just standard operational procedure? Fuck these people. How is that a sacrifice for I everyone? Oh, God, I love Ricky Gervais. Yeah, he's great. And look, and he, for the first to admit, he's a very wealthy celebrity. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't complain because he exactly. recognizes how Most people are stuck at home and is. they can't work and they're waiting for their unemployment to kick in so they yes. don't lose their house or get evicted. It's like I'm in jail. Said fuck Ellen off, generous. Ellen. needs to <laughs> fuck off. And speaking of fucking off, I hope you're happy, Eddie Pence. Am I? Hope you're, hope you're happy that your best friend, Vince Ooh. McMahon, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this story or not. I did. The WWE deemed an essential business in Florida. Yes. They're allowed to resume TV production of all the wrestle shows because Orlando, Florida has deemed them yes. essential business. Well. This has to happen. We need this. Well, when your wife was a cabinet member of the Trump administration, then you're kind of deep in bed with the Republican Party and the governor's a Republican. Florida so Governor Ron DeSantis. Sort of, yes, it all sort of pays for itself. Declared WWE an essential business during the stay-at-home order caused by the coronavirus yes, pandemic. This, this is why rich people donate to political figures. This is what happens. You get favoritism. Stephanie McMahon says they're being very careful, though, mm -hmm. about the crews that they're bringing in to create their fun time wrestling shows. Yes. It's very strict. She goes, when you're working on our shows, if you have a temperature of over 104 degrees, you're automatically asked Over to leave. 104 degrees. I'm sorry, 100.4. Oh. 100.4, you should still be asked to leave. Because that's, last time I checked, isn't normal body temperature. 100.4. If you have a temperature over 100.4 degrees, you're immediately asked to leave. Hey, by the way, if the guy there behind the camera has a temperature of 100.4, it's too late. He's already infected everyone else who's standing around him. It doesn't really matter. But uh, they all suck. Man. Wrestling. Glad to see wrestling Look, is still going I, on. I've been Eddie Pence, Mister mm. Myrtle Beach, <laughs> Professor Wrestle, no, as he's known. I grew up watching wrestling. I was a fan of wrestling as a child. I have not been a fan of wrestling since McMahon did his whole blood money thing with Saudi Arabia a year ago mm -hmm. and started. It took five hundred million to do pay per views over there. I've been turned off of wrestling for a while. Do you think it's essential? No. Do you think we have to have wrestling? No. This is just rich people who pay politicians to get favoritism, and this is what happens. We've cured Eddie Pence. We've cured him. It's not essential. It's absurd. A little social distancing from wrestling, I think, I have has, taken, cure, has yes. cured your illness. Yes, I've taken some social distancing from wrestling. All right. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on April 15th starting with guitarist Ed O'Brien from the band Radiohead. As I look at this list of people who are celebrating birthdays today, it's like I'm back at K-Rock. Every song <laughs> I'm playing in this segment is something I was Some well sick peppers. of. I was well sick of by the time I left that organization. Here's a little Radiohead. Kind of 
actress and former Bond girl Lois Childs is 73 years old today. Drummer Patrick Carney of the Black Keys is celebrating his 40th birthday. song actually actor sam mcmurray from the tracy ullman show and king of queens is 68 zach carruthers bassist for portugal the man is 39 Actor Seth Rogen is 38, and drummer Damar Hamilton of the Plain White Tees is 36 years old today. Hey there, Delilah, what's uh, it like no, in New York song. City? No, I'm no, a thousand no. miles away, but no. girl, tonight you look so pretty. Mm -mm. Yes, you do. No, no. Times Square can shine as no. bright as you. No, I swear stop. it's true. I'm gonna stop this right now. They're the singed white tees. <laughs> Emma Thompson, 61. Singer Samantha Fox is 54. Oh, my God, Samantha Fox. <laughs> I masturbated so much to Samantha Did Fox. Did you? Back in the 80s. Yeah, that was a good time. God damn it. <laughs> if you don't know who Samantha Fox is, she, was, she started her career as a page three girl in the UK. Page three, for those who aren't familiar with the tradition, in the Sun, I want to say tabloid, on the third page of that publication, they yeah. always had pictures of topless girls yeah. in the newspaper. Oh, yeah. Greatest idea ever, by the way. Perfect idea. People would still be buying newspapers yeah. if they had topless pictures right? of girls in them. Definitely watching people cooking on Instagram. She, <laughs> sure. she became one of the most photographed women in England in the 1980s. Then she launched a pop music career and had a bunch of hits. I want to have some fun. Naughty Girls Need Love too. They do. Touch me, I want your body. For her to look like that and to be as naked as much as she was and then to sing these songs, I can hardly be held responsible no. for the level you, of masturbation that you, she encouraged You had in a me. completely normal reaction to I her. I think so too. And I, pardon me while I pull my Please penis don't. out Please don't. and take care of myself Please during don't. this next audio oh. clip. like it when she orders me like that touch me now put it away now i'm finished actor luke evans from the hobbit is 41 emma watson from the harry potter films turns 30 oh little hermione my god hermione is 30, is 30. <sighs> Maisie williams from game of thrones is 23 and singer guitarist dave Edmonds. speaking of things from the uk that i love 77 years old today but i can see her now in a tight that's it for today's celebrity birthdays i'm ralph garman i walk the showbiz beat 
And in keeping with things that I love from the UK, why not throw it to our pal Steve Ashton, our UK correspondent. It's today's UK update. Oh, Ralph, you're the man who makes Joe Namath look like Joe Exotic. (laughs) Boom, topical. Very. A reach from the past and from the present. Exactly. Hey, Matt Lucas is in the news. Oh, you know I'm a huge Little Britain fan. I know you know who he is, Ralph, but some of the Garmy may not massively be familiar with him. Where do you know him from? Uh, Little Britain. Yeah. And uh, also a bunch of movies. So like Doctor Who he was in a little while ago. Uh, he was in... Um, he was in that Alice in Wonderland. He played Tweedledum and Tweedledee in the Alice in Wonderland movies. Right. And uh, and Bridesmaids, apparently. Oh, yeah, right. He was the Rebel Wilson's brother in that. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's a girl's film. So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so listen, he used to be on this bizarre British panel game show years ago called Shooting Stars, and he played a character which was essentially an overgrown baby called George Dawes. And he sat right? behind the drums, right? He did, yeah. So uh, there you go. What's on the scoreboard? What, what's the scores? George Dawes. And he'd play the drums and then shout the scores out. And he used to sing songs. And one of the songs he used to sing was about a baked potato. <laughs> this is highbrow British humour. Anyway, so so he's brought that song back in light of the coronavirus. And he put it out last week on Twitter. But he re-released it this week with a very special guest, Frizzy-haired astronomer, and that's true, by the way, he's a, he's a star nerd, Brian May from Queen. Oh, that's right. He's a doctor and astrophysicist. He is. Let's have a quick listen. Baked potato changed my life. Baked potato showed me the I know, but what a great way to get kids to wash their hands. And also 48-year-old nerds. <laughs> hey, look, listen, the Sussexes are in the news. What are they doing now? Well, Prince Harry apparently has dropped his royal surname after leaving Britain for your yard, California, with <gasps> wife Meghan Markle. Now, the Duke of Sussex is listed as Prince Henry Charles Albert David, Duke of Sussex, in documents registering his new eco-friendly tourism firm, Travelist. (laughs) Fucking great timing, Ginge, by the way. Um, (laughs) But Prince Henry Charles Albert David, when he was baptized, you think the priest had Tourette's? Yeah, it's like fucking Henry Charles Albert doorknob ice cream. (laughs) 
appears to have uh, ditched both his Royal Highness title and the royal family name, which is Mountbatten Windsor. He's still calling himself Prince and the Duke of Sussex, though. So, you know, he's he's kind of half-arsed that, really, hasn't he? So it, it comes after he launched his firm in Edinburgh during one of his final rounds of engagements as a senior working royal. Hmm. That's a fucking contradiction in terms, isn't it? A working royal. <laughs> uh, apparently, at the event, he asked delegates to uh, just call him Harry. Hmm. He's so he's so down to earth, isn't he? The old Prince Henry Charles Farquhar Leopold Euripides <laughs> Obadiah Duke of Fuck Wittery. <laughs> These people. These people, Ralph, honestly, just call me Harry. No, just call me out of touch, inbred, horse bothering, undulating knobwomble. Oh, my God, I've given myself a fucking headache there. Um, anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph. Uh, I've actually been inspired by Harry to drop my middle name, which is Nicholas. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's Nicholas, but because that's how I leave the girls. <laughs> Fair enough. If only that were true. Anyway, bye-bye. And before we go home, we got one more bit of business to take care of. How about One Hit Wonder Wednesday? It's the One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's song ranks at number nine on VH1's list of the 100 greatest One Hit Wonders. Number nine. Nine? Wow. It also yeah. ranks at number 37 on Blender Magazine's list of the 50 worst songs of all time. So, you know what we're in for. And you hate this song. I hate okay. this song. All right. But it's not my choice. The artist who sings today's song uh, first was an actor before he was a pop singer. His first major appearance in show business was as the character of Ricky in the 1987 feature film Can't Buy Me Love. Then he was cast as the character Bird in the 1988 film Colors. It was uh, able to show his dance skills in that role. However, he didn't sing at any point in any of these films and yet still recorded a an album called Mo Ritmo. And he, his debut album was released in 1991. Cash called in for this song, and I may never forgive him. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Cash Morgan calling in for a one-hit wonder. I... I have to imagine that this was a one-hit wonder because it was everywhere when it was out. And I'd never heard anything more from the artist Gerardo. But uh, if, I could, if I could hear some Rico, <laughs> I would love it. Thank you. Love you, mean it, bye. Gerardo's first album in 1991, Mo Ritmo, had this hit single on it. Rico Suave was the name of the song. It peaked at number seven in April of 1991. Like many of Gerardo's other songs, this song includes verses in both English and Spanish. The one thing they have in common is they're all shitty. <laughs> Here is a little bit of Rico Suave by Gerardo. Rico Suave Rico 
suave Seguro que han oído que yo soy educado Soy un caballerito, un chico bien portado Un joven responsable y siempre bien vestido Yo no sé quién ha mentido I don't drink or smoke and into dope When I know coke, you ask me how do I do it, I cope My only addiction has to do with a female species I eat raw like sushi No me gusta enterno, mi estilo es moderno Si me enterno yo me enfermo Mi apariencia es dura, vivo en la locura no me vengan con tenuras So please don't judge your book by its cover There's more to being a Latin lover You gotta know how to deal with a woman that won't let go The price you pay for being a gigolo Rico Suave God, that's an awful song Dear God the video was worse. Oh, Gerardo got known for his look in that video. A bandana, skin-tight oh, jeans, God. a shirtless torso, glistening in the oh. sun. Oh, it's awful. Gerardo referred to himself after that smash hit single as the Latin Elvis, or sometimes he'd call himself the Latin Frank Sinatra. Really? Turns out he was neither. <laughs> he was just the Latin Gerardo who never had another hit. <laughs> after that, he went on to become a, re a record executive at Interscope Records, and now is currently a pastor in Kentucky. Seriously? Yes. He found Jesus, or wow. Jesus found him. Yeah, wow. And We're, now... He's got to be covered in the blood of Jesus. Yeah, there. now he's covered in the blood of Jesus, and I don't think he sings Rico Suave anymore, wow. although that song still lingers somewhere in the back of my mind, and now it's in the front of my oh, mind, thanks to Cash Morgan. Fuck. However, that song did create something that was good. And that was Weird Al's parody of Rico Suave. Did you remember it? What was that? Well, I don't remember that. It was Taco, Taco Grande. Taco Grande, yes, Taco Grande. Taco Grande. Chimichangas y chili carrero Yo tengo el dinero para un steak picado Las latas y tamales siempre muy bueno Y el chili relleno You see, I just gotta have a tostada Carne asada That's right, I want the whole enchilada My only addiction has to do with a flour tortilla I need a quesadilla I love to stuff my face with tacos al carbón with my friends or when I'm all alone Yo tengo mucho hambre y ahora lo quiero Un burrito ranchero So give me something spicy and hot now Break out the menu, what you got now? Who would you tell the waiter I'd like to have sour cream on the side? You better make sure the beans are refried Taco Grande Right? Better. Wow. So, I mean, but yeah, if we didn't have the first one, we never would have gotten that. Exactly. So, so sometimes you have to eat your vegetables to yeah. get your dessert. <laughs> and that was today's One Hit Wonder. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. And that's it for today's show. Come on back tomorrow, boys and girls. It's a Thursday, and that means we fling open the doors of that esteemed Institute of Learning. Ralph Sex University. <clears throat> I got a frog in my throat that just won't quit. <laughs> Is that the topic for next? That's tomorrow? it. It's frogs in your throats. Blowing a frog. Sometimes you <laughs> inhale too quickly and you end up with a frog in your throat. Undertoad. I'm going to <clears throat> clear my throat and we'll do tomorrow's show. And I promise I will sound better. Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Listen, more importantly, stay the fuck at home. Wash your hands. I love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs>